Let's get it. I'm that N word. <laughs> Shouts out to Future and his awesome, amazing song. I'm that N word. <laughs> you know what's crazy, man? I, I have to start watching my tongue because I do cuss a lot. You know what I mean? So personally, I'm just going to start watching my tongue. I do wild out with the cussing. But welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's been quite a minute. You know, I've been trying to have my podcast spaced out to the simple fact of having it weekly, right? And it's just really hard to coordinate that. But I'm back. I'm back and I'm better and I'm so thankful. Let's start off with a big thank you, right? When I have this song and start of the pod, I'm that nigga. I'm not really that dude without the amazing collaborators that make things happen, right? Like, you know, yes, this is a solo pod. Yes, I do most of these pods solo, and I prefer it that way, I'll be honest. I don't want to be one of those podcasts that relies on guests, right? And it's not because I can't get guests or I don't like guests. No, it's because the simple fact is having a podcast and doing it solo is really, in my point of view, how podcasts are meant to be. I I think that's how it's probably meant to be. When a podcast or some kind of show is driven by guests, then you're not really watching it for the individual who made the piece of content or media. No. You know what I'm saying? You're making it essentially for the guests. This is why a lot of old media, right? A lot of legacy media, as they would say, is dying because their personalities are trash. Because the broadcasters are trash. This is why you're listening to the big broadcast with your host with the most big baby J. Why? Because I'm not going to come here and pretend to be somebody else. I'm going to be here to entertain y'all, make y'all laugh, make y'all think. And I'm going to make y'all dive deeper. Okay? You would think that you're a deep sea dive and you, we are diving deeper on this pod. I'm, I'm, I'm being dead ass. I'm being real. I'm being real. That's what we do here. Okay, on the big broadcast. And when I say thank you, I'm saying thank you to the people who made it to Neon Nights. As y'all know, this big broadcast is sponsored by Bytown Blog. It's a media company that I created about almost two years ago in 2020. You know what I'm saying? It'll be officially two years in December. And the thing is, the evolution of this company started off, obviously, as a full-time blog. Uh, and now is involved into basically an event promotion company, right? We've hosted about, uh, I believe this was our fifth event, right? And uh, in my point of view, you know, monetarily-wise, it is the most successful. It obviously sold out. Amazing. Um you know, but in terms of, you know, organization wise, I do have my criticisms. We can always improve. But I'm extremely thankful of the people who came and pulled up. The people who made this place sorry, this show so special, the volunteers, the fantastic people in the community. I'm so thankful. Uh collaborating with Ottawa Shufflers community was one of the best things that I've done with this company. And uh if y'all are listening to the pod, I'm super thankful for that. You know what I'm saying? Shufflers, we did our thing. By Tom Blog, we did our thing. Man, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. And if y'all didn't make it to Neon Nights, y'all got to check out By Tom Blog on Instagram for event recap. 
it was such a good time we had great uh lights obviously great djs great drinks great venue things were going right you know what i mean obviously there's always room for improvement and you know we'll get there when we get there but it's one step at a time and hosting events as i've noticed and I've, as y'all probably have noticed is not an easy task not an easy task man it, it consumes you it's almost like a dragon you know what i'm saying but there's a rush and an excitement next to it you know so the, i just wanted to recap the event uh you know the djs that we had we had two stages we had the stereo stage which was upstairs it was more so like a chill vibe you know and then you had we had the neon icon stage right and uh, the neon icon stage had uh hunting danger killed it you know what i'm saying we had hunter hayes after him killed it himself we had matt from ninja amazing you know what i'm saying and then uh the man the myth the legend heavy k closed out the show oh my god oh my god i was literally my face was melting i was going crazy i was going dummy it was insane you know what i mean and upstairs we we started out with azul he's an up-and-coming dj in the city you know what i'm saying then we had uh, sam chef then we had uh, Hunting Danger and then Hunter Hayes. It was such an amazing show by all these great DJs, bro. You know what I mean? House music, EDM. Now, look, let me tell you something, man. I'm kind of new to that scene, man. I do like house music. I like bass. I like techno. I've always had an appreciation for it. But to go out of my way to, you know, propose doing a whole show and executing it, that was a whole other thing, right? And at the end of the day, right, it's not about the glory, it's not about ah, 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 e, no, it's about something called execution, right? And oftentimes, we like to say we're going to do something, we're going to try this, we're going to try that, we're going to write down a plan or whatever you're going to do. Okay, you can write it down, but you're going to execute or not. Are you going to actually go out there and sacrifice and do what's needed to make the thing happen or are you gonna be just a person who's just gonna be all talk i'm not all talk bro i'm not all talk and i hope my listeners are not all talk too man we just get to that action we just get to action actionable items we're not here to discuss i have literally long soliloquies about ah we gonna try no nigga we're not trying we're doers we're doers okay and you weirdos who want to pretend like, oh, my God, I'm going to. No, you don't try. You just do that ish. You don't even say, you, you say, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go do it. You say, hey, I want to do a workout this morning. Yes, it sucks. Yes, it's going to be annoying to get on and put on those clothes and go spend an hour and two hours in the day lifting heavy weights, doing crazy cardio. It sucks. Yes. It's annoying. Yes. It, it, it drains you. Yes. You don't get sleep. Yes, you you, you have to, 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 to prepare for, for things to flop and go to left, right. You have to prepare for delays. You have to prepare for, for hate, stress, all kind of ish. You have to, oh, my God, all of it, all of it. And then you get to that final, final piece, that final area where everything's hidden, where it's all hidden. When I say it's all hitting, I'm saying that everything 
lines up and goes according to plan. Those sleepless nights, those stressful calls, those really, really long arguments, those debates about what to do and how to do things, those editing videos, working on posters, collaborating with him, her, this and the third, late arrivals for things, understanding that people are not going to put in enough work as you do, right? Understanding that you are going to sweat. Hmm? It's going to drain you. It's going to literally have you so upset. You're going to know people are going to show up late. You have to prepare for that. You have to prepare for not things, nothing going according to plan, nothing at all, nothing, right? And when it's hitting, when things finally line up, after all those disappointments, all those stresses, all those, uh, you know, anxiety-driven thoughts, when they all subside, when they all go away, when things go according to to your plan it's a beautiful thing it is a beautiful thing on jesus christ it is amazing it's beautiful right and this is the thing that makes you know i'm just gonna say it you know by town blog different and i'll say it too this makes me different is that i'm willing to go hard to go past the the ish that most people are not trying to do to go harder and harder and harder and harder and harder than ever. And that's what I want my people to understand who are listening to the podcast. Yes, I don't have a lot of views on this podcast. Yeah, I know that. I know it's probably like, I don't know. Let's say three people are going to listen to this podcast. Do not care. I don't care. I'm still going to release it. I'm still going to try and do my best efforts to make this marketable and make this good okay and for 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 people who are weak people who are haters they'll never understand and that's and this is a roundabout way of going back to the neon knights event right it it's not necessarily that you know of course it's a business you want to sell out you want to look at the profits expenses all those margins but you know at the end of the day, you have to be ready for losses and you have to be ready to sacrifice, right? And that's a message I really want to push is to sacrifice when it comes to anything that you do, right? Neon Nights event, man, I, I had so much stress over it, so much anxiety over it, so much came into it, right? A lot uh, of maneuvering, planning, doing things around, but when you see that thing hit and say event 100% sold out when you see the people out there dancing smiling having a fantastic night talking about how this was one of the best raves they've been at when you see the DJs playing amazing classic music and you're like holy ish like you know it's all worth it after that it's all worth it after that honestly man if you're not willing to sacrifice and go through that fire Man, you'll never be successful. You'll never be successful, man. Nothing good comes for free, man. Like, anybody who ever wanted to accomplish or do some ish in life, they had to sacrifice. They had to go hard. They had to literally give a piece of themselves in order to achieve, man. You know, like, one thing that I really like to watch, like, a, a movie that I really like to watch is Pumping Iron. You know what I'm saying? It's a documentary from... 
I believe like 1980 something, and it chronicles the Mr. Olympia competition with um, Arnold Schwarzenegger being kind of the central figure of that um, documentary, right? And uh, it actually, another secondary figure is actually Lou Ferrigno. Now, if y'all know who Lou Ferrigno is, he's uh, obviously a former bodybuilder. And uh, also, he played uh, in the Incredible Hulk TV series, right? People people love to boost, or not, not boost, but talk about, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger as, you know, this big picture of bodybuilding. But you, there's other bodybuilders in this era, too, who were great. Serge Nubrait, you know what I'm saying? He, he was great. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, obviously, I said Lou Ferrigno, right? You had uh, oh, his homie who was in the 200 category. Really good. But the thing is that made you know Arnold different and that made him one of the greatest bodybuilders ever is that he, in a sense, you see in the movie Pumping Iron, he was sacrificing more than most guys. Well, of course, you have a certain charm, a certain charisma, a certain look that's marketable that, you know what I'm saying, like, puts you over the top, yes. But you could even see in the documentary Pumping Iron that Arnold was going insane in the gym. He was going dummy. You know, of course, there's roids. Of course, there's, the, yeah, 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 of course. But he didn't run away from the work. He did not run away from the work. You're not supposed to run away from the work, fam. You're supposed to go in and go ape-ish. You have to be a gorilla in the... I'm a gorilla in the fucking coup. Finna pull up to the zoo. Nigga, who? Nigga, who the fuck is you? I don't know, nigga. No, nigga. Pull up on your block. They gonna blow, nigga. Run, nigga. Run, nigga. Run for the bone, nigga. Police, nigga. Gas what I smoke. See... I started this podcast saying I wouldn't cuss much, but I just went off by reciting lyrics of one of the greatest, most motivational songs ever, Fanado by Chief Chief. It is what it is. I apologize uh, for the sensitive ears out there. But we're talking about sacrifice, right? That's what we're talking about. And for f creating this Neon Knights event uh, with my collaborator, uh, Sarah, Shuffling Sarah, she killed it as well. She was definitely, like, when you when you think about hard work, right? Like, I think of myself, right? And I think also about Sarah, it's hard work. She killed it. I'm incredibly thankful for her. Maybe she's listening to pod, maybe she's not, but I'm going to just say that. You know what I'm saying? The amount of sacrifice that's needed, guys, right? I want people who are listening to this podcast to not be worried about you know what I'm saying, numbers, and not be worried about, you know what I'm saying, looking at others, no, 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 look at yourself, man, look at where you were and where you are right now, you have to be the type of individual who says, hey, I'm not going to be complacent or happy with where I'm at, no, 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 I'm going to go harder than ever, I'm going to go gorilla, okay, I'm going to go ape-ish to go for my goals and make things happen, Okay, because in this world, if you're the type of person who's comfortable just being blah, 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 you will never accomplish nothing. That's why I was talking about the Pumping Iron documentary. Arnold Schwarzenegger was going harder than his competition. Point blank period. Of course, the genetics help. Of course, the charisma helps. Of course, working with Joe Wheeler and having a relationship with the person who owns the competition that you are competing in, that helps a lot, a lot of politics. 
but you have to put in the work if you're getting a a sandow which is the the award for the best bodybuilder you have to put in the work you know what i'm saying it's not like you're gonna roll out of bed and win that no it's not like you're gonna roll out of bed and have a fantastic rave event no you have to put in the work you have to be so tired so so focused on the mission so hard body karate that god damn how did you do that you did that through hard work. You did that through research. You did that through being strategic. You did that through being a real one. That's ultimately what it is, right? And I, I go on this whole rant for the simple fact of saying that, hey, I'm so happy. I'm saying I'm so happy. Not only can I finally get a good night's rest, <laughs> but just the simple fact that I'm, you know, you know, it's finally done. I mean, it's over there. Of course, there's going to be more events planning. Um, you know, one thing I noticed about this event is that it did take three weeks. So it was um, it's kind of rushed. It was kind of rushed. Right. But uh, you live and you learn. You live and you learn. Right. So thank you so much to everybody who came to the patrons, to the volunteers, to everybody that made this day special. Neon Nights was fantastic. I would definitely love to host another rave again. It was beyond magical. You know what I mean? Ultimately, what comes down to it is you can't run away from the work, right? But, Leo, let's shift gears, man. Let's shift gears. And also, stay tuned for more Bytown Blog events, man. This is what we do, man. We do this thing. You know what I'm saying? We do this thing. Uh, on another note, really, uh, let's talk about... Let's talk about what happened with Lori Harvey and um, Michael B. Jordan. Apparently, a lot of the world is interested in this topic. I do not know why. Made a YouTube video about it, and it's like getting a lot of views. I don't even know why. I, like, Okay, look. Now, it's going to sound really weird and ironic and strange, but I do cover a lot of celebrity gossip on my on my YouTube page. Y'all check that out. Big Baby JTV. I do. Right? Now, why do I cover it? Very simple. It's an examination of human nature, and it's funny. It's a form of escapism. It's the same reason that dudes are constantly uh, 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 watching sports all the time. Uh, you know, I watch a lot of sports, too. But it's a form of escapism, right? Uh, you know, in the sense that it's fun, it's entertaining. And you can also, you know, a little bit characterize a lot of the things that happen in their lives to yours. Now, do not let it that stuff consume you. Don't use it as oh, this is exactly what's going on with this. No, not really, because you know everyone's different and life is different. But at the end of the day, why am I talking about the Michael B. Jordan and Lori Harvey ish? It's about this concept of turning hoes into housewives, man. We have to, we have to chill on that. We have to stop on that. Stop trying to turn hoes into housewives, right? We have to stop that. Now, why do I say that? Because in our <laughs> our society now is so backwards. Now, I'm not just saying for the women, also for the guys, man. And I say that as a guy who is working to heal himself and improve himself on a daily basis. But our society is so backwards, fam. <laughs> Hella backwards. Ultimately, we have... A girl called Lori Harvey who's in her whole phase, right? And her whole phase could be, like I said in my video, it could be two days, two weeks, two months, a year, your entire life. 
You know what I'm saying? Some girls just love catching D-I-C-K. That's just what it is. That's just what it is. And, you know, you have a guy like Michael B. Jordan, right? Who is obviously a Hollywood star. He's an actor. He's a very, very good actor. A lot of his roles, he plays pretty much similar angry versions of himself. <laughs> Dude plays a lot of angry guys. Um, but long story short, Michael B. Jordan was dating Lori Harvey for about a year. And then uh, I think this week at some point they decided to break up. Now the rumor is that he tried to propose to her. She was like, mm, skirt, skirt. No, 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 no. Now the big caveat in this is that this is a fake relationship. That they didn't really... You know, they weren't going together because they weren't together. They were doing this for PR. Why would they do this for PR? Very simple. Michael B. Jordan, especially in the black community, amongst black women, he's been accused of not liking black women and only preferring white girls, right? Now, in the black community, this is a taboo topic for the simple fact that you have a lot of rich, famous black men who go for the milk instead of the chocolate. Now... Yeah, let me tell y'all my position. I love black women. You know what I'm saying? I love black women. But guess what I love even more? I love women who like me. That's what I love more. That's what I love the most. I love a woman that likes me. That loves me. Okay? And Michael B. Jordan is like most men. You're gonna have what's necessarily in front of you and that appreciates you and treats you right. Now, he's in Hollywood. Meaning most of where he's going to be is New York and L.A. You know what I'm saying? In that Hollywood atmosphere and culture. And what he's going to be around, whether fortunately or unfortunately, is a lot of white folks. You know, but just, just, just go like that. He's a mainstream actor. He's going to be around 90% white folks. And guess what? A lot of those white folks are women. And a lot of those women would gladly, willingly, and go on their knees and suck him off right there. That's just what it is. Getting shucked, getting swallowed, man. They want it. They want it bad. Now, is he preferring white women in situations in general? I don't know. I'm not going to de-police. I'm not going to police another man's C-O-C-K. I'm not going to do that. But ultimately... Ultimately, if a man has to choose between a woman that's showing him love of one race and a woman that's not showing him love on uh, on his own race, he's going to show out with the woman that's showing him love. Now, do I believe that a lot of these dudes in that Hollywood athletic athlete matrix are uh, delusional and foolish and think uh, stupid and think oh my god white girls are are better than, than black girls yes I think a lot of them have that stupid slave mentality that mental slavery mentality it's pathetic it's pathetic <laughs> real talk you know what I'm saying who does not want a beautiful chocolatey black woman who I think you're kind of weird if you're not into that Okay, same way I think it's weird the dudes who are into really skinny girls. I think you're like kind of gay. You know, this is gonna be sound controversial, but I think you're kind. You don't like curves, dude. Like you're a weirdo. You're a weirdo, bro. If you're into skinny twigs, you're a weirdo. Cause let's start with that. But let's besides the point. That's a mini tangent. Let's go back to the main point. 
the Michael B. Jordan situation just exemplifies the fact that this is a is a black man who is in white establishments and in a white industry. So obviously he's going to be to attract and he's going to usually go with white girls. Now, look, of course, right. What happens in the situation is perception becomes reality, right? And the perception that he's not into black women led him to start dating Lori Harvey. I think this whole thing was fake. I don't think this was a really relationship. I think this was used as a PR tactic for Lori Harvey to get more famous. She doing the Kim Kardashian thing. And for Michael B. Jordan to be perceived as somebody who's into black women who loves black women, who appreciates black... I don't think this was an authentic relationship. If it was, then, okay, you cannot turn a hoe into a housewife. Lori Harvey dated P. Diddy and his son, meaning they did not date. She was smashing both of them, maybe simultaneously. We don't know. Lori Harvey was smashing on Future, smashing on Trey Song, smashing on a lot of black celebrities. Now, these are the ones that we know of. Is that bad? Absolutely not. It's not bad at all. You can play hot potato with niggas if you want. As long as you are not betraying or in a serious monogamous relationship. Do what you want. Swallow spit. You know what I'm saying? What happens, though, in this society, whether you deem it fair or not, there is reputations there is slut shaming there is things like that now look i'm not saying that being a hoe is bad being a hoe is not bad you know what i'm saying being a dishonest person is bad being somebody who's a liar is bad being somebody who's fake and 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 two-faced is bad that's what we're talking about in this situation we're talking about an individual who just indiscriminately likes smashing all types of dudes, right? And does not manage her poom poom in a proper way. Let me give y'all some. As much as I'd hate and have no reason, very little respect for Kardashians. I have a little bit, and very little respect for Kardashians. Their mother has picked them out amazingly. It, the pimping. Is impressive, and that's when we're getting to a conversation about whole management. Okay, whole management because literally, what is a pimp? Really, a pimp is a manager of hoes. Now, if you extrapolate that, it's a management of women, and then you extrapolate that even deeper, it's a management of himself being able to manage women. That's why there's a term called pimping, ain't easy. Okay. Where am I going with this? Chris Jenner, the mother of the Kardashian clan, of Kim Kardashian, Chloe, Kylie, you know what I'm saying, Courtney, and the other one, right? She was able to pimp her own daughters to male celebrities and use this social climbing method to sell their pussy, right? To build a a billion dollar empire. Now, was there direct transactions of, hey, I will pay you $300 to sleep with your daughter? Absolutely not. Maybe there was. 
that we might know about in about 10 years. But was there, oh, if you start dating my daughter or if we start dating, can I come on the red carpet with you? That's how you, you that's selling. This is a transaction. And, and that's in a sense selling sexuality, selling pum pum. And trust me, sex sells. Now, how does this relate to Lori and Harvey and Michael B. Jordan? Very simple. Lori Harvey does not sing. She doesn't act. She, you barely know how her voice sounds. Lori Harvey is an Instagram model with a super famous father and hotivity, genetics. That's it. That's it. She is literally trying to be the black Kim Kardashian. And I think that with her relationship with Michael B. Jordan, it's working. It's absolute. She's not a motivational speaker. She's not an author. She's not an athlete. She is a very pretty IG model. That's what she is. And if she had went, had chose or had strategically planned to date Michael B. Jordan or propose this to him, in a sense, she is a prostitute. She's selling her sexiness and sex appeal and image for money monetary gain prostitution right so at the end of the day if she was doing that i gotta give a round of applause that's impressive that's impressive she is using her physical appearance to literally gain clout improve a man's reputation with black women and you know what I'm saying, increase her own reputation and her own bank account. I think that's genius. This is not a win loss situation. Michael B. Jordan didn't lose. Lori Harvey didn't lose. No, they both got what they wanted, which was clout, which was fame. Now, is that a vain ambition? Absolutely. Is it a stupid ambition? Absolutely. Is it something that will blow up in both of their faces eventually when time surpasses? I believe so. And that's why I talk about these things, because ultimately these are issues of human nature, things we can take note of. We don't have to live our lives according to any celebrity or any other human being on this planet. But we can see what's going on and we can take mental notes and learn. That's what I like doing. I like analyzing and learning. I like learning from part the mistakes of others before I maybe repeat them mistakes. You know what I'm saying? That's the best way to learn, really, is to look at other people. And if they're doing something wrong, then don't do that. If they're doing something right, definitely do do that. You feel what I'm saying? So in this situation, a lot of people have been calling Michael B. Jordan a simp for, you know, kind of looking sad or kind of, you know, looking down at the NBA, in the NBA Finals when they featured him on the screen. Um, you know, it's possible if the man proposed to this woman, as the rumors say, he's probably going to be sad. That's, you know, that's a natural emotion. It's okay. But here's what you have to do. When things happen in life, you don't just sulk in it. You start pushing P. Pushing P, a podcast I used to have on Patreon. Nah, real talk. You have to start pushing P. Okay? What do I mean by that? You have to push forward. You have to decide, hey, that happened. I'm going to bounce back and get to it. What does that mean? I'm going to bounce back and get to the grind. I'm going to bounce back, get to the hustle. I'm going to bounce back and get to 
my goals and ambitions and my mission and my work. You know, dating and companionship and relationships are just a part of life. They're not all your life. You know what I'm saying? Being, you know, in a relationship is a good thing. It can also be a bad thing. But it's just a small part of your life. It can't overrun your life. Right? And if you're a man, you know, I'm giving y'all the masculine perspective. Yes, a breakup sucks. But what you do after the breakup shows you who you really are. Are you the type of dude who's just going to wallow in sadness and and let this consume you? Are you going to be obsessive and try to stalk her or deal? No, man. You just get on your grizzly. You get on your grind. You push. You push. You keep pushing P. You go get more money. You get more ambitious. You get stronger. You go to the gym. You start hanging out with your man them. You start actually going be above and beyond and saying, I'm not going to be a MF and loser. I'm finna be, be a god. I'm not going to be a human. I'm going to go gorilla mode. I'm a gorilla in the coop. And pull up to the zoo, nigga. Who, nigga? Who the fuck is you? I don't know, nigga. No, nigga. Run up on your block. We gonna blow, nigga. Run, nigga. Run, nigga. Run for the pole, nigga. Police, nigga. Gas what I smoke. You know, Fernando by Chief Keith. Love that track. You know, ultimately, you have to be a gorilla in the zoo. You know what I mean? You have to be a gorilla in the zoo. And my message to Michael B. Jordan is, hey, this is temporary. Yes, give it a few days to feel emotions, you know what I'm saying? But then get back on your grind, get back on your grizzly. You have to start going back on harder than before. And in my eyes, is there a winner or loser in this situation? No, it's just people break up. All relationships will end. And I think that people need to realize that every relationship will end. Okay, whether that relationship ends in a breakup, whether that relationship ends in death, every relationship will end. You got to accept that. You got to accept that. You got to appreciate the moment while you're in it. Don't live in the past. Don't live too much in the future. And have fun with it. Have fun with it. My advice to Lori Harvey, monetize your pussy better. There's ways that you can use your sex appeal to make more money. Now, I'm not saying literally become a prostitute. I was saying a medical, metaphorical prostitute before. But why don't you go make an OnlyFans? Why don't you pull a bad baby and make almost 50 M's, 50 million off OnlyFans? Why don't you uh, try to create a dating service for uh, rich men who want to improve their image? Become a madam. You know what I'm saying? Because obviously you have some kind of talent in that. Why don't you make a makeup line like uh, Rihanna? Right? Obviously you have beauty. There's keys. There's ways. You know what I'm saying? There's ways to finesse the system, right? Using your beauty. I think you can use that as a tool, right? For all the men out there, this is what Michael B. Jordan did wrong. He tried to, he tried to, you know, change a hoe into a white housewife. You can't do that, guys. You can't do that. Okay, I'm not saying that, you know, every woman's past matters because who she is today is a better representation of who she is in general. But do not be blind to the fact that some of these girls are whores. Don't be blind to that. Don't be blind to that. Don't ignore that she smashed the homie and his son. Don't ignore that. You know what I mean? Be wise with that. Okay.
have a standard, have a line that, you know, women cannot cross, have a, a, a direction. Don't just do things because of what the whole world is saying, man. F the world. Go your own direction. If the whole world thinks you're into snow bunny white girls, then F them. You're still going to do you. And then they're going to see you pull up with a dark-skinned chick and be like, oh, I thought you was into white girls. No, I'm into girls who like me. And this girl is into me. And I'm finna have fun with her and we're going to be together. See, what happened is a guy like Michael B. Jordan, he kept listening to the noise. Don't listen to the noise, bro. If I listened to the noise, I would never have started that My Town blog. If I listened to the noise, I would never have had a podcast. If I listened to the noise, I never would have started hosting events. If I listened to the noise, I would be a loser like some of y'all listening. But no, y'all are not you losers. Y'all are winners. You're winners for listening to this podcast, man. And you know what? Uh, I'm ended off like that. I'm ended off like that. We're a bunch of winners. Uh, please heed the beginning of my podcast, bro. This was so important. You got to make sacrifices in life, and that's my word of motivation. Uh, we got Game Five of the NBA Finals tonight. We got you know Boston has two, uh, and the Celtics have. Sorry, Boston has two. Golden State Warriors has two. I think actually, as crazy as it sounds, I think Boston's gonna take this in seven. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Boston Celtics are looking crazy lethal, especially their defense in fourth quarters. So good. It's literally just Steph Curry out there versus everybody else. I think Jalen Brown is probably going to win finals MVP. He is playing phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate y'all for listening to the podcast. Just want to let y'all know that I'm that nigga. And so are y'all. I'm out. Big baby Jay right here with the big broadcast. And I'm out, bro.